Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Sammy Watkins School of Science, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jenna and the Sherpa. <laughs> Jenna, how are you doing this week? I mean, I'm. I think I've made peace as much as I can with what happened with the Cowboys last week. My fantasy teams did well, so I'm taking solace in that and you know, moving forward. What about you? <laughs> um. Yeah, my my fantasy teams had a better week than my real life team. That being the Giants, that mm-hmm. was uh, pretty pathetic. At this point, is some I forget where I saw this the other day, but somebody was saying the happiest uh, teams in New York should be the the basketball and the hockey teams because football season is essentially over in New York already. <laughs> but uh, we'll I see. Mean, I, I mean, I think it, probably the possible. thing I enjoyed most about that Giants game was like the graphic that they had of it wasn't even about the Giants about the Lions how their season fell apart last year and it was like all the pieces of the car falling off (laughs) I enjoyed that the rest of the game eh, I could have done without but you know what are you gonna do not one of the more scintillating games of the season but the good news for Giants fans if you're the eternal optimist is they're only a game out of first place since all the other teams in the division are one and one but uh, anyway before division of mediocrity yeah, so on that note, why don't you tell people how to um, find us, and then we'll dive right into it. Yeah, we got a full slate this week. So we will be here for an hour, as we are every week. This week, obviously, a little later, uh, thanks in large part to me. Sorry about that. But we'll be here until 10 o'clock tonight, or if you're listening to us after the fact, you've got an hour of knowledge coming your way to help you win your fantasy week this week. Uh, if you have questions or something you want to hear or you just want to say hey, there are a bunch of ways to get a hold of us. You can find us all over social media at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show, uh, at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. So there's plenty of ways to get a hold of us. We always love talking football with you. And, uh, I mean, I guess let's just dive right in. We've got London calling this week. Are you excited? I know how you love these games. Uh- <laughs> uh, not not really. I'm probably more excited about it than the Jaguars and the Ravens are, but uh, that's, I'd say that's another a story. Strong did, you, chance. did you see that uh, the Ravens gotten had trouble today and had to take something down from their Twitter site because they had a they posted a picture of the Queen of England with a Ravens mask on. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Some of these, some of the, the social fan, media but... people for these teams are really funny, but sometimes you gotta think twice before you put the stuff out there. I, I enjoyed it. I can see how maybe people in England didn't, but you know it's fine. <laughs> My guess is the queen never knew, but we'll see. So, <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, diving. Yeah, for her sake, I hope not too. So, diving right into things here. How about? Um, Running backs. Let's start with the ever-popular running backs. We've got a few injuries of note this week, not as many as with tight ends, but we still we've got Rob Kelly, we've got Marco Murray, we've got Terrence West. Jordan Howard. Yeah. Terrence Terrence West, too. We don't even know what's wrong with him. Rex Burkhead. I mean, it's not a good week to be a a running back. You're right, though. Tight ends really got a bad rap this week. But, yeah, uh, some interesting matchups this week. Some definitely some holes to fill. We've got some good waiver wire options for you coming up as well. Yeah. Why don't we uh, Why don't we attack the waiver wire first and then give our uh, top picks and worst and our avoids for the week? How about uh, waiver sure. wire? Who are some of the running backs that you're looking to pick up this week? Well, I think probably the top of your list and everyone else's list in the world is Chris Car- Carson in Seattle. Um, as a Thomas Rawls owner, still there, really not I how I wanted that game to play out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, he, after last week, he looks like he's the number one running back coming into this week. So I guess we'll we'll see. But I think he's probably the tops of everyone's list. Uh, Chris Thompson in Washington with Rob Kelly being banged up with that rib injury. Um, Alvin Kamara in New Orleans, they said last week, hey, we want to get him more touches, and they did. Uh, So they're certainly trying to focus on him. Chris Johnson in Arizona had a decent week last week. He's got a pretty good matchup with a a defense that's almost non-existent with the Cowboys this week. Um, So those are are probably the four on the top of my list. What about you? 
It's funny. Um, I don't have any of those people on my list for various reasons. Huh? But Carson, I go. would agree with you, except that I think he's probably gone in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people, I think, did pick him up speculatively before last week's game. But if he is there, then I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, he's worth whatever it takes to, to get mm-hmm. him. Um, in terms of some probably more widely available options, I'd be looking at Samaje P. Ryan for Washington, Darren Spoles for Philadelphia, Giovanni Bernard for Cincinnati, Dante Foreman for Houston. I think they might start to work him into the mix a little bit more to try to shake mm-hmm. things up there. Alex Collins in Baltimore. And then if you want a real uh, dark horse, Orleans Darkwa with the Giants, although you probably don't want anybody on the Giants uh, off the waiver wire yeah. at this point. I've also seen um, I've seen Wendell Smallwood of the Eagles on a lot of people's radar this week. I would highly recommend staying away from that. Uh, Darren Sproles, if you've listened to our show uh, the last couple of weeks, I'm a big proponent of his. I think he should be the number one back there, and it seems like it's going that way. But Smallwood's got a real fumbling problem, and so for me that's a big red flag. I would just want to stay away from it, especially if he's number three on that depth chart. I just Unless you're in a really deep league and you, you're throwing him on the bench to see what happens, that's really the only way I think that's going to be a good option. I've seen him in a lot of places, and that's just blowing my mind. Just stay away, guys. Yeah, if I were going to pick up somebody speculatively there, I might even pick up Corey Clement, but I think there's lots of people I'd pick yeah. up before. I mean, it's not as if Garrett Blunt is hurt. He's just, you know, they're just not using him. They apparently don't I don't, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what games, their game so. plan was. I thought Dar- Darren Sproul should have been their featured back all along, but they could very well be a two-headed monster and set themselves up with two very different types of running backs with like Garrett Blunt and Darren Sproul's. I don't know why they're choosing to do what they're doing. I I could say that about a lot of things about the Eagles team and pretty much anyone in the NFC East at this point. But as far as Smallwood goes, he's somebody that the Eagles organization for the last few years has really been trying to push and trying to make work, but it just hasn't. So for me, it's just, like you said, there are a lot of other guys you can pick up speculatively before you go Smallwood, I would say. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Smallwood had even more snaps than uh, Spoles did last week, or um, had more snaps, not more carries. But it's just strange, though. You you wonder, you know, really what? I mean, I'm not sure. I see Spoles as you know a 20 carry a guy game, but you're right. You know, between the two of them, those two Spoles. That could be a really formidable running game if you put them together. They they match up very well. I just don't understand yeah. why they they seem to not want to do that. Just would you call that combined back sprunt or, or blows? That's a good question. <laughs> okay. I mean, speaking of other good <laughs> questions, who's on your uh, top ten this week in terms of running backs? I'm not giving up on Le'Veon Bell yet. <laughs> I'm really not going to do it. Um, I despite. Several people trying to trade me for him and trying to sell how terrible he is. I'm not doing it. Uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to bounce back this week. Jay Ajay uh, going against the Jets. That's just a dream matchup there. Devontae Freeman, Melvin Gordon, uh, Todd Gurley. Carlos Hyde I'm pretty high on this week. And uh, C.J. Anderson as well. And Christian McCafferty, I think, is sneaking into my very edge of my top ten. I think he's he's poised to have a very nice day, and as are most of the Panthers against that New Orleans defense. Okay. Um, the only one that I really would disagree with there, and just my opinion is Hyde. I'm not sure that that's going to be a very high-scoring game, although you're right. They don't really – they're not going to do much through the air there, so – I'm not really sure around. when I became such a big Carlos Hyde apologist and fan, but it seems to have crept up over the last couple of seasons. <laughs> I just can't kick it. <laughs> or hide it. Yeah, or hide it. I really can't. I just I I don't know what happened, so, but here we are. So for me, I agree wholeheartedly. Jay Ajay would be number one on my list this week. Todd Gurley number two. C.J. Anderson number three. Isaiah Crowell four. Jonathan Stewart, 5, Kareem Hunt, 6, Christian McCaffrey, 7, 
Levian Bell 8, Ty Montgomery 9, and Ezekiel Elliott uh, rounding out my top 10, assuming he doesn't quote-unquote quit again this week if they get behind. I mean, I hope not. I could do without, like, the pictures of him pouting on the sideline all over my TV. I really could do without that. But, you know, I guess I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. How about uh, who's on your avoid list for this week? Uh, Thomas Rawls, unfortunately. I, I just really the matchup's not good. And with Chris Carson, it just doesn't look like a, a good thing there. I don't like the matchup for Joe Mixon this week. Uh, Mark Ingram, probably not a great week as well. It's obviously a game where they're going to have to do a lot more passing than they are running. LeGarrette Blunt, as we talked about before. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Matt Forte, pretty much anybody on the Giants. Paul Perkins, I really wanted this to work, but I just don't think this is going to, period. Definitely not this week. And, and for me, I'm not sure I want to start LaShawn McCoy this week. I think Honestly, if you own him, you probably are still going to, but I, he's not going to put up the kind of numbers that I want him to for where he was drafted this week. Yeah, I, I agree. He, for me, is barely a top 15 back this week. Oh, I just don't like it at all this about. week. So, so for me, the ones that I would avoid, um, you hit the nail on the head, I think, or I agree with Leonard Fournette. He's at the top of my list. I don't like the matchup with the Ravens. Mike Gillisley, mm-hmm. I'm not keen on that matchup. I think they're going to do a lot of damage again this week, but I think most of it will be through the air. And Chris Carson was actually on my list. i just not real fond of him running against the Tennessee defense. Lamar Miller hasn't looked too great so far, and there's rumblings they want to work Dante Foreman into the mix more. Jordan Howard, bad yeah. matchup and the injury you alluded to. Derrick Henry getting a lot of positive play this week after stepping in, you know, last week uh, for DeMarco yeah. Murray and doing a nice job, but I'm not buying it this week. Same thing with DeMarco Murray. Um, Carlos Hyde, as I talked about before, I disagree with you on that one, but we'll see. Javorius That's Allen, okay. Buck Allen, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. And then uh, Tariq Cohen with uh, Chicago. I, I'll stay away from all the Chicago. He had a Peter rough game last yeah. week. I don't think this week will be too much better for him. Can't put no, the ball on the I'm, ground. I'm not, no, I'm not too optimistic about uh, the prospects for this week. So, should we move on to wide receivers? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to do waiver first, okay. or you want to do starts first? What are you feeling? Um, why don't we do Why don't we do injuries so that we know who we're trying to um, replace? <laughs> it was a bad Boy, week Corey to be Coleman. a wide receiver named Corey, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Corey Coleman, a, and Corey Davis, real bad. God, he just keeps breaking his hand. It's the same injury every year that puts him on the IR. Uh, it's, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. That seems like a freak injury, but if it happens too many times, then you wonder if there's really something there. But uh, Also yeah. not a good week to be a so, Packers wide receiver, it seems like. Jordy Nelson and no, Randall Cobb no. both banged up. It's a great week to be uh, Devontae Adams, but nobody else. <laughs> It's not a bad week to be Geronimo Allison either, but we'll talk more about that in a second. True, but, true. Uh, Chris Hogan is another one that I have on my head. He has this mystery ailment that seems to be limiting him, but I'm not sure what's going on there. But uh, if I had him, I wouldn't be starting him this week. But uh, so how about the how about the waiver wire who, who looks uh, appealing to you this week? Um, J.J. Nelson in Arizona, really like what he's doing right now. Uh, Devontae Adams, if he's out there, and he's probably not in a lot of leagues. If he is, I'd love to be playing in your leagues. Uh, Jermaine Curse, <laughs> apparently needing to know the playbook is not really a requirement when you play for the Jets. Rashad Higgins, we were just talking about Corey Coleman. Uh, he Rashad Higgins getting signed off the practice squad, coming out, having himself a game last week, and it looks like, you know, with Kenny Britt inexplicably falling out of favor, Corey Coleman out of the picture now, someone's got to catch the ball. Seems as good an option as any. Devin Funches in Carolina. Uh, obviously, they're getting banged up with Greg Olson. Calvin Benjamin left for part of the game. Kendall Wright in Chicago I think could be really interesting. I liked him a lot in Tennessee. And, again, another product of – Everybody getting in front of you getting injured, you're in the right place at the right time. 
they're the fantasy points. And uh, Marvin Jones in Detroit, you know, kind of flew under a lot of radars with Golden Tate and you know some young rookies coming up. But Marvin Jones is still out there putting up points. Yeah, he is. I'm surprised that he's available in leagues. But yeah, if he, yeah. If he is, then definitely scoop him up. Um, some other names, some other logs that I'll throw under the proverbial fire here: Brandon LaFell in Cincinnati. Kendall Wright's running mate, Deontay Thompson in Chicago. Philip Dorsett hasn't really gotten a lot of work yet in New England, but you know, the guys ahead of him are slowly but surely dropping like flies. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster in Pittsburgh, you know, USC guy, and I'm a big USC fan, so I had to get in a plug for him. But uh, And then uh, Geronimo Allison, as I alluded to before, you know, he, for whatever reason, seemed to developed some chemistry with Aaron Rodgers last year when he got the opportunity yeah. and uh, looks like he might be picking up where he left off this year. It's possible he could be as much as the number two receiver there this weekend. And if he is, you know, there's definitely some good opportunity for him going against uh, Cincinnati secondary there. So we'll see. Yeah, that's a, a pretty disinterested secondary. They just they don't list, look... Uh, <laughs> Uh, as far as people I, I actually like this week and not the Bengals secondary, uh, Keenan Allen, big fan of uh, Devontae Parker. Apparently I'm going to recommend anybody named Devontae this week. Jay Cutler called him a faster Alshon Jeffrey. I'm sure Alshon Jeffrey's not real excited about that. Doug Baldwin, I'm not real ready to give up on just yet. Terrell Pryor, I think, has a really nice matchup here just in the fact that Redskins are going to be playing from behind pretty much all day. And so I think he's going to he's gonna benefit from that. Um, certainly some of the usual suspects, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, A.J. Green. I think the Bengals are going to bounce back this week. I don't necessarily think they're winning a game, but they're going to actually score some points, which will be exciting. Uh, Mike Evans in Tampa Bay, Jordy Nelson if he plays. If he doesn't, obviously, like we talked about, Devontae Adams becomes very appealing. Golden Tate and uh, Michael Crabtree won me so many fantasy teams last week. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was really... Uh, Holy moly, uh, that guy uh, saved me in two leagues. Yeah, uh, I think I had him in one league where I... It wasn't Ezekiel Elliott, but it was some other running back that just did nothing, and he definitely saved my bacon in that league. But, uh, yeah, yeah, for me was, that was Jordan Howard. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, might have been Jordan Howard for me too. I'm not sure. But, uh, <laughs> Probably was. I, put up, put up like point seven yeah. points. Like thanks for nothing. Don't even bother showing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, clearly, clearly so, not so the, bitter about this at all. <laughs> no, of course not. So, no. wide receivers. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin is somebody high up on my list this week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Denver wide receivers: Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and um, Brandon Cooks. Uh, Jarvis Landry, you mentioned, um, Amari Cooper, Devontae Parker, and then I uh, agree with you about Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen, too. So looks like our, our lists are fairly in sync. There you go. Uh, as far as people then, I'm staying away from, uh, the majority of the wide receivers going to London, I'm looking at you, Jaguars and Ravens, particularly Alan Hearns. A lot of weeks I'm really going to like him. This week I just I hate when people go to London. I don't like it. it throws everything off. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, the aforementioned, he's got a tough matchup. Janoris Jenkins, there's not a lot of the Giants are doing well right now, but Janoris Jenkins is going to cover him. <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's not something that I, I think is going to be beneficial to your lineup. DeAndre Hopkins, another one. He's gonna. Bill Belichick's gonna do everything he can to cover him. He's their biggest, their biggest threat. Jeremy Macklin, Sammy Watkins, and uh, Jordan Matthews, Marvin Jones. I mean, just not great matchups this week. Hey, my list. Um, I hate to do this, but Odell Beckham Jr. is at the top of my list again this week. Says oh. Bryant. Pierre Garcon, I'm going to go the other way on Doug Baldwin. I'm just not a big fan of that matchup. Don't I'm like already the Tennessee up, receivers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have more faith than I do. The Tennessee Apparently. receivers, yeah, not uh, real keen on either Richard Matthews or Eric Decker this week. Jermaine Curse, um, so far so good, but I, I don't like the matchup this week. Paul Richardson, 
had the game-winning catch for Seattle last week. Don't like the matchup this week against Tennessee. Danny Amendola, uh, don't like him this week. And as you mentioned, the, you know, the Baltimore and the Jacksonville receivers, so Jeremy Macklin, Marquise Lee, Alan Hurd, stay away from all those guys. Fair enough, fair enough. I keep rolling to quarterbacks. Yeah, let's do that. So quarterback-wise, um, injuries this week, I guess. Yeah. Sam I Bradford? In Dallas. I mean, that came out oh, of nowhere. No, no. <laughs> yeah, this is Sam Bradford. Uh, no, that's, Zach. Just, that's just his pride. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he got rolled yeah. up pretty good. He, he keeps saying he's yeah, fine. He we'll did, see. But I, and I thought that was pretty classless of, uh, you know, Garrett to uh, throw him under the bus there. Let's, That's the cowboy know. way. That's just what we do. Yes. <laughs> Garrett, I wasn't a real big fan of that, but uh, I don't know. I maybe wasn't either. A motivational tactic. But, so how about uh, waiver wire? What quarterbacks would you be looking for there? Uh, Carson Wentz, still yeah. available in a lot of leagues. I mean, I have him on a team. I even though that they're not necessarily going to light the world on fire, he's got to throw a, a ton, and you're going to get some points. I'd love to see less interceptions, but if he's out there, uh, definitely worth taking a waiver on him. Trevor Simeon, Jacoby Brissett, he seems to be a, an adequate fill-in while we're waiting for Andrew Luck, who still doesn't have a timetable to return. Jay Cutler looked better than I thought last week. It was only week one, but if you need a healthy body – no, there are worse options out there. Deshaun Kaiser uh, in a pinch I think could be interesting as well, especially this week with the matchup going against Indianapolis, who looks better than we thought last week, but still you know, not a fully functioning football team there. So I think if he's out there, he's not a bad streaming option for this week. All right. The guys that I had on my list um, besides Trevor Simeon was the one where we overlapped. I had Deshaun Watson – I'm not getting too hung up on, you know, or too caught up in the hype after the his running in the Cincinnati game a week ago Thursday, but it's still you know, Cincinnati, just, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean they have a they they have a decent defense. They just spend way too much time on the field because of their offense. I mean, even you know, the Cincinnati best defense when you're out there for 45 so bad, minutes, but, it's still going to be rough by the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I think Deshaun Watson, you know, could settle in and do pretty nicely by the end of the season. So if you're mm-hmm. in a pinch, you know, he's in. and then Case Keenum, you know, you're, you have to be pretty desperate. I'd rather go with some of the other names you were mentioning, like Jacoby Brissett um, and even Deshaun Kaiser, or Carson Wentz and Jay Cutler. I'd be surprised if they're as available. But um, you know, Case Keenum, if you're really desperate, I, I think at this point I'd be you know, starting him in front of Josh McCown for sure. But and probably yeah. some others too. But so I think I'd be starting about, him in uh, front of him quarter... in real life too. <laughs> <laughs> probably. So how about um, I'll take a turn and uh, drop my list first here. So for quarterbacks that I like this week, I'll say uh, Tom Brady is my top choice. Aaron Rodgers would be second. I actually agree with you wholeheartedly on Carson Wentz. He'd be my third ranked quarterback this week, followed by Derek Carr. Nice. Cam Newton, you disagree on that, I take it. Um, I mean, that's high. Cam I Newton. don't necessarily disagree. I just, against your Giants, that's bold. <laughs> oh, um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm just not real confident in the Giants. are feeling real good about them right now. No, I see Derek that. Derek <laughs> Carr, four. Cam Newton, five. Drew Brees, six. Trevor Simeon, actually, seventh. Jameis Winston, eighth, Kirk Cousins, nine, and rounding out my top ten this week is uh, Ben Roethlisberger. So who would you uh, have in your um, top ten, and where do you disagree with my list? I don't I don't have too much of a problem with yours. My order would be a little bit different. Um, I think that the, the Washington-Oakland game is going to be one of our higher scoring this week. So for me, Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins probably are a little higher on my list. Um, Aaron Rodgers... Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, another one. I think that Carolina-New Orleans game is probably going to have a lot of fantasy points in it. Even though Carolina's defense is, you know, better than average, it's still Drew Brees, and they're going to be playing from behind. And 
nothing better than a fantasy quarterback playing from behind. You got to throw forever. Uh, <laughs> Marcus Mariota, I think, could be a good start this week. I I probably have Dak Prescott on the edge of my top ten. I think it's more he needs to bounce back, and Arizona's probably a team he can do it against. But it just for me, he's right on the verge of that top ten. Okay, and how about um, guys you'd be wanting to to avoid? Well. Uh, for me this week, I'm probably staying away from Phillip Rivers. I have on a lot of the teams. I don't love the matchup this week. Jameis Winston's another one. Uh, it was a better matchup last week. This one against the Vikings I like a lot less. Russell Wilson, Tyrod Taylor, Joe Flacco. I can't stress this enough. I really hate putting a lot of fantasy points on the line when teams go to, to England. It's just not usually a happy ending. Eli Manning against the Eagles, I don't love that matchup either. And Andy Dalton, while I think he's going to be a good play in some respects, I don't want him to be the only quarterback I'm going with this week against the Packers. All right. So I agree with um, most of the list. I'm actually Marcus Mariota. I'm not real keen on him this week. I just think that game is going to be pretty low scoring, but we'll see. Um, Russell Wilson, agree with you. Tyrod Taylor is on my list. Zach Prescott is on my list. Andy Dalton, Carson Palmer, Deshaun Watson, Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, and Brian Hoyer would uh, round out my my bottom ten for this week. Fair enough, fair enough. And now we get to the meat of our injury report, the tight ends. (laughs) Yeah, do you want to – I don't know that I – have enough breath. I can't hold my breath long enough to do this one. You're the master of getting injuries all in one breath. So, so obviously the biggest, Rob Gronkowski left the game last week with what they're calling a groin injury. It wasn't a game he needed to come back into, obviously, that was pretty well in hand at that point. He says he's going to be fine for this week. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, But he, he did well for me. Some others, not so much. Uh, we also had Greg Olson saying he, he broke his foot. Tyler Eifert had the back injury. It's hard for him to stay for a full game, it seems like. Jimmy Graham's got a bad ankle. It's just the injuries just keep piling up. Uh, Jesse James has a bad ankle as well. It's just like it never ends. It was a bad week to be a tight end. And Jordan Reed's got some problems. Oh, that's right, chest, with the, the chest contusion. It's I mean, he's yeah. perpet- he, he, much like Tom Brady with his right shoulder, is always on the injury report. It just varies on what it is from week to week. Yeah, but he is actually injured most of the time, unlike Tom Brady. He, did, he misses a lot of games. Yeah. So. No. And his, his, so how, did he how, or didn't he have concussions? <laughs> it's always a yeah. fun game to play with him. Yeah. So how about uh, your top picks for uh, tight ends this week? Well, you got some interesting matchups this week. As far as the top of the list, um, probably I'm looking at Zach Ertz is the guy I think for me, and you may not agree with this, is the tip top of my list. Travis Kelsey, I think, has an interesting matchup this week. Kyle Rudolph I like a lot. If Gronk plays, obviously I'm going to put him in my lineup. Uh, Delaney Walker, I'm not as high on as I am a lot of weeks, but I do still like him. Jack Doyle, I think, has a good matchup this week. Eric Ebron, Martellus Bennett, and uh, even Jason Witten, I think, might sneak in uh, a decent game here this week. Okay, and I have some overlap on the list. Um, I actually have Gronkowski first, assuming that he plays. Travis Kelsey, you have him second. I have him second. I'll flip uh, Zach Ertz. Um, I have him in third. You know, my rankings, you have him first. Uh, Charles Clay with Buffalo. Jesse James, if he's healthy, I like. Kobe Fleener with New Orleans. Hunter Henry with the Chargers. Kyle Rudolph, you mentioned. Uh, Jared Cook with Oakland and Ben Watson with Baltimore. So he's the one exception I'll make for the London players this week. And if we yeah. could, I, I forgot, but I want to give, we can, why don't we, before we do the, the, once we're yeah, we down probably, and uh, hit the waiver we, wire. We just got but, so caught um, up in all the injuries. <laughs> but uh, the, my number one guy, um, I want to see if you can guess who my number one tight end is on the waiver wire. And if you want a hint, he hasn't played yet this season. 
and I named one of my fantasy teams after him a couple seasons Austin ago. Austin Safarian Jenkins, at your service. You got it. <laughs> you got it. I think he's a great pickup well, this week. He's coming off suspension. Yeah. He's well-rested. He's got a decent matchup. I mean, there's a lot to like about it. Yeah. What else so, you got on your um, list? Besides, I, I had uh, Evan Engram with the Giants okay. on my list. Zach Miller with Chicago, Cameron Brait with Tampa, and Jesse James, if he's still there for Pittsburgh, um, Vernon Davis with Washington, who seems to do well when Jordan Reed isn't able to play. A couple of mm-hmm. Cleveland tight ends, Seth DeValve, who, like Cameron Braid, is, is an Ivy League grad. He um, would be on my list. Some Ed Dixon taking smart over. Smart tight ends out there. Yeah, there are some smart tight ends out there. Um, Ed Dixon with uh, Carolina mm-hmm. taking over for um, um, for Greg Olson and then, um, yeah, and David Njoko for Cleveland, although you know, Seth DeValve has, has done better so far this season. But those are my top guys on the waiver wire. But who, who do you like? I, I have a lot of the same names on my list. I would add uh, Jared Cook in Oakland, still available a lot of places. If Charles Clay is still out there, um, obviously, I'm a big proponent of his, Ben Watson. But like you said, London, what are you going to do? But I, I just, Austin Safarian Jenkins, like I can't say enough good things about picking him up off the waiver wire this week. Yeah. I mean, again, it's hard to imagine anybody on the Jets really doing well, but that's another reason why I'd be a little bit leery about picking against the Jets and a survivor this week. I mean, I know they've looked really awful the first two weeks, but it is their home opener. You figure they have some pride. You know, they have some semblance of a passing game, and I think yeah. Austin Perry and Jenkins could uh, do well there. I mean, I'm not expecting them to win, but that's one of those games where I have enough doubts about it that I would probably be staying away from it in, uh, if I'm in a survival school this week. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. As far as as far as tight ends to avoid, the only two names that I'll throw out there that I'm really down on this week would be George Kittle with San Francisco and Virgil Green with Denver, and chances are fantasy teams in a lot of trouble if those are your best options. Yeah, I also, um, David Joku, like we were just talking, I don't love the matchup this week. Uh, Jimmy Graham, as much as I, if, if he plays, it's a good name, but I just, not healthy. I don't like it against the Titans. Uh, Julius Thomas probably staying away from. Like you said, that could be an interesting game this week. And Ben Watson, I want you to pick him up off the waiver wire, and if you have to put him in, go for it, but he's in London, and that scares me. Okay. So, yeah. you know, so we're, we're buzzing through the, the show at record I know, we're, we're doing good this um, week. Only got yeah, on a couple so, of ten, tangents. Might be a record. <laughs> yeah, the new format is is really whipped us into shape. I think so. It's about time. About, it only uh, took us eight years. <laughs> yeah, the practice makes perfect, right? Or maybe not even nearly perfect. The practice makes better. So we we'll get this how about, one of these uh, days. Yeah, one of these one of these decades, we'll, we'll figure it out. So, <laughs> how about for uh, defenses? Who who's at the top of your list and uh, who's on your avoid list this week. Let's, let's start with the top. Who's your top 10 or top uh, however many you want to give us this week? Uh, well, probably <laughs> London, not a high-scoring affair. The Ravens are probably the top of my list this week. Uh, the Dolphins going against the Jets. I, You know, it's still the Jets, as optimistic as we'd like to be. I think Denver's got a pretty juicy matchup against the Buffalo Bills. Even being in Buffalo, it doesn't scare me too much. Uh, The Patriots, I mean, enough said there. Seattle, Kansas City, and probably the Eagles. I like the Vikings and and the Jaguars, again, London as well. And I might might get crazy and, you know, round out the list with Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, Cleveland, I... They didn't make my top ten, but I could see why you would include them. I think yeah. Yeah. They, they actually have a shot to win this week, and we'll see in a, in a few minutes whether either of us think they will win. But So nah, we'll for me, the top, <laughs> the top is actually the Thursday night game, the Rams. I just 
love that matchup against the 49ers, even on the road, you know, the same time zone. They're not having to travel more than 500 miles. Mm-hmm. And I do like that. Actually, it's less of the Santa Clara is south of San Francisco, but uh, they haven't changed the name to the Santa Clara 49ers yet and probably won't <laughs> anytime soon. But uh, So the Rams would be at the top of my list. Miami would be second. Baltimore third, Tampa fourth, Philadelphia fifth, Pittsburgh sixth, Tennessee seven, Seattle eight, uh, Jacksonville nine, and New England ten. And so that's those are the ones that I like a lot. And uh, how about uh, anybody that you'd really be staying away from this week? Uh, I am definitely staying away from. And these are these are games I'm you know over and over. They're going to keep coming up, but the Redskins. Uh, the Texans, the Panthers, defenses that normally going to be better than average, but the matchups this week, these are all going to be higher scoring games, and those aren't necessarily the quarterbacks and offenses I want to go against. The Bills, not, you know, not as scary of an offense in Denver, but still probably on the wrong side of that one. <laughs> the Cardinals, the Lions, um, you know, it's, those are those are probably my top five or six that I want to stay away from this week. Okay, we had some little overlaps. I you know, don't think I had any of your teams on my good list. Um, Arizona and Carolina were the ones that I also had on my, you know, close to the top of my bad list. I think the three that I would really stay away from are Houston, Cincinnati, and Minnesota would be at the top of my list. And again, I'm trying to Thing. You know, if it's a team that nobody would start, you know, like the Jets, I'm not going to put them on the list because you probably wouldn't do that anyway. But in terms of mm. teams that have solid defenses, but you know, probably wouldn't, you know, you, you might think, well, I'll take a chance anyway because they're a good defense. I'm suggesting not to do that this week with Houston, Cincinnati, and Minnesota. Uh, Giants defenses look good, but I don't like, you know, like you said, if the team's on the field for much more than – you know, half the game once, yeah. you know, yeah, that's that's not a good thing. It doesn't matter how good like you are that. at that point. You're still going to give something up. Yeah, the the Kansas City-San Diego game I expect to be fairly high scoring, so I'd stay away from those teams. Oakland-Washington, agree with you there. Stay away from Oakland. And then Dallas and Arizona, I'm not quite sure what to make of Arizona's offense, whether they're just going to come out and throw it 50 times or what they're going to do. So, yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, know what they're doing, also given which the works well offense, because I don't really know what the Cowboys are doing right now either. So, like, I'm intrigued yeah, given by that the game. their offense is <laughs> banged up, I'm yeah, not real keen on no. um, starting Dallas' defense this week. So it sounds like we're in fairly uh, close agreement on our picks there. So Yeah, and if you're we, looking um, for streaming options as far as defenses go, uh, I think probably the Dolphins and the Buccaneers – going to be available a lot of places those are are decent matchups that you can probably get away with if you're looking for somebody to stream yeah i would add to that list if you're really bottom feeding even cleveland and indianapolis i don't expect that that's going to be too high scoring a game but and both of those offenses are somewhat mistake prone so I was was surprised at Indianapolis, and this was more a product of Arizona letting them hang around, but Indianapolis was more a factor in that game last week than I expected them to be. I think their defense is actually pretty decent, but they're just... They're just always on the field. (laughs) ...stay on the field long enough, and hopefully that'll change a little bit with Jacoby Brissett having a couple weeks to get his feet under him there with the new team and the new offense, but... Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's in a weird way that it's one of the games that I'd be more interested in watching this week, just to see you know which of these teams is really bad and which of them is only you know half awful. But I think that's there. like one so. of the most interesting parts of the first. I think you really need the first four weeks, that first month of the season, to really kind of figure out like who teams are. I don't think you can do it in the first week or two. Like now we're starting to figure out like okay, like. You know, maybe maybe this isn't quite what we thought they were, or we're pleasantly surprised here. I just I don't think you can get like a real accurate read on people until you get a four. For me, I think it's four weeks in. Uh, I some teams I think you have a pretty good read on or can get a read on. I mean, the Giants' offensive line woes were known coming into the season, Oof. 
and nothing yeah. I've seen in the first two weeks is showing me that they're going to break that streak of scoring 20, not scoring 20 points uh, in a game. I think it's nine games in a row now. I don't think they're going to break that streak, unfortunately, anytime soon. I, actually I mean, when you have commentators guys, calling Eric Flowers a turnstile, like that's just yeah, that's, that's not, not what you're looking for. <laughs> no, and I thought the Giants could be a legitimate wild card contender this uh, season. Coming into the season, I thought Philadelphia was my pick to win that division with the Giants being the wild card. And at this point, you know, Philadelphia, I think, you know, might have a shot. But the Giants, even though I was joking before that they're only a game back at this point, I just don't see how they're going to hang in there unless you know, something changes in a real hurry. And I just can't imagine what that something would be. So I don't either. It's, it's yeah. yeah. There's some. You're right. There's some. I think more more often than not, it you need a few weeks to figure them out. Yeah, I think the really bad stuff becomes apparent pretty quickly. That's not going to mm-hmm. lead itself. But if something is really good, yeah, I'm not sure that you can just. We're like waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> yeah, like Philadelphia. You know, really as good as they, you know, have played the first couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I think they might be, but there's also a chance that they aren't. But, you know, for instance, mm-hmm. Minnesota, what do you make of them? They looked really good one week and really lousy the next week. You know, well, and we, got, we real... got pulled by them last last season. I mean, they go 5-0 and to start the season, and then it's like they go off a cliff. They can't even be 500. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... I think the the bad stuff becomes evident more quickly than the good stuff. You know, there's probably more uh, false positives and false negatives at this point. Yeah. But you know, we'll we'll give it a couple more weeks, and like you said, hopefully things will become clearer then. But why don't we get into some game predictions then? So, starting with the Thursday night uh, Rams at San Francisco, I'll go with the Rams twenty-one to fourteen. What do you think? I am also going with the Rams, but I'm going to take them 24-21. I, I'm apparently very in on the Carlos Hyde train here. <laughs> okay. So the London game that you've oh. been alluding to most of the show, you know, technically Jacksonville's the home team, but you know, both these teams are playing five time zones away from their homes. So you know, it'd be interesting. I'll say that um, – I'll go with Baltimore on the thesis that they're a slightly better balanced team than Jacksonville. I'll go with Baltimore winning this by field goal, 24-21. I have the 17-14 Baltimore, so we're right along the same line of thinking. It's not that I hate this London idea. I like the idea in theory. I hate the execution of this, but that's a whole thing for another day. It's a a tangent like how I want to fix the home run derby. I think what I'd like to do, let's play a handful of preseason games out there. Play, play, have teams play in the preseason like they mean it. Let's not make this just a joke like it is now, but send a couple of teams over. Have it be, you know, a thing in the preseason or have it be the first week of the season. I, I just don't like how it. it's just so detrimental to a team, to the way they, they function. I mean, these players are such creature of habits. You do everything the same way each week. If you're traveling, you do it a certain way. But when you go to London, it just throws off. It's everything. It's the way you eat, the way you sleep, the the way you're breathing the air. Everything's different. And just, I mean, maybe in a few years when more teams have done it and it becomes more routine, it becomes less of a hindrance. But right now it's just we're sending teams over there to give poor quality football and pretend it means something. And it's just like it's it's a joke. I don't know. There's been some good games there. I think there was uh, Detroit and Atlanta a couple of years ago where Detroit got out to a big lead in the first half and then Atlanta came back. And well, There have been some games, but you're True. right, most of them aren't. Probably the highest quality football there. No. But, you know, they're just trying to expand the brand and sell more paraphernalia. And I like and the all. idea I really... of it. I just, eh. I just I want to I, find a better way. But I'm not sure that fans there would turn out for a preseason game. And, you know, I mean, if they're coming to these right, games, should... <laughs> yeah. it feels like the same thing. No, but, I mean, this counts for something. I, I can't imagine that somebody would pay big bucks to 
a preseason game when they were uh, you know, forced to. You know who will tell you the preseason counts for something? Cleveland Browns fans. They tell you the preseason counts for something right now. Uh, 4-0, winner of the preseason know. this year. <laughs> yeah, well, if they had a preseason Super Bowl, maybe that's what they should do, play that in London. Yeah, I'm all about this. We can make this happen. But I digress. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking this way off right. topic. <laughs> yes, way off topic. So um, next up we've got Atlanta at Detroit. I think Atlanta not as strong on the road as they are at home, but I think that they'll you know, have enough uh, firepower here. You know, Detroit looking good so far, but I think Atlanta is the team that goes to 3-0. and I'll say Atlanta 31, Detroit 21. I am taking Detroit for the upset here. I'm taking them 30-27. I'm excited for this game. I think there's going to be a lot of fantasy points here. <laughs> okay. Just for the record, we disagreed on four games last week, and you got two of them right, and I got two of them right. So, no, uh, sounds, sounds exactly how don't it should too be. too much into that, but <laughs> probably. So, if, if you're making your picks with coin flips and I'm making my picks with coin flips, which is probably what's mm-hmm. happening, then... Uh, so, all right. How and about that, and the, that is why uh, they the call us the bowl? experts. <laughs> That's right. How about the, the loser bowl, the Cleveland did Indianapolis game? I'll take Cleveland by field goal uh, 27-24. Who do you like? I'm taking Cleveland 24-17. I, I think Indianapolis is doing better things, but I just overall I'm a little more excited about what Cleveland's doing right now. Okay. Denver at Buffalo. I'll take Denver by touchdown 27-20. Oh, I'm going to take Denver by 10 points. I just, this defense is, it's not going to be fair to Tyrod Taylor. I don't love this for LaShawn McCoy. And all of a sudden, Buffalo is out of options. And I just, this game could get ugly fast. I hope it's only 10 points. Okay. So, uh, Houston at New England. I'm going to take New England at home to win by a couple touchdowns. I'll say Houston, New England 34, Houston 20. I had New England 28, Houston 14, maybe 17 if we're feeling real crazy, but I think they can probably cover the spread here pretty handily, uh, even with a banged-up New England team. Okay, Miami at the Jets. I'll take Miami to win by 10 points, 27-17. Taking Miami by a touchdown, 27-20. Uh, uh, Jay Cutler's still going to throw some interceptions. It's just it's going to happen. Death taxes and Jay Cutler interceptions. Okay. One of the games I think will be better, one of the better games on Sunday, New Orleans at Carolina. I'll take Carolina to win this barely. I'll say Carolina 28, New Orleans 27. I got Carolina 34, New Orleans 31. I'm taking them by a field goal. I think this is going to be, in my opinion, probably one of the highest scoring games of the weekend. Okay. I'll take uh, the Giants at Philadelphia. I'll take the Eagles to win this pretty easily. I'll say Philadelphia 30, Giants 17. I actually have the same score. I'm sorry for your Giants, but I just I don't think this is quite a fair fight. Although no, the way I, Carson Wentz has decided he's throwing to the other team and putting the ball on the ground, you never know. Never know what will happen. Nope, and if Odell Beckham Jr. somehow spends the whole week in the hyperbaric chamber and his ankle... I wouldn't put it past him. Although, if he can't have a dance battle in there, he might not be interested. Well, I heard he's been driving more for Lyft this week, so hopefully that'll uh, <laughs> keep him off the, the dance floor. But we'll see. So Pittsburgh at Chicago, I'll take uh, Pittsburgh to win this by 10 points. I'll say Pittsburgh 27, Chicago 17. I have Pittsburgh 27, Chicago 14. Uh, I just I don't like a lot of what Chicago's doing right now. Pretty much anyone not named Kendall okay. Wright I'm not excited about. All right, Tampa Bay at Minnesota. I'll take Tampa to win this by a field goal, 24-21. I'm going to take Minnesota to win this 24-21, and that's more so thinking Sam Bradford will play. But either way, I'm going to take I'm going to take Minnesota. I think they got a chance at bouncing back here. All right, Seattle at Tennessee. This should be a, a good game, albeit low scoring. I'll take Tennessee to win at home by a field goal, 2017. Uh, I have 24-20, but I'm also taking uh, Marcus Mariota and Tennessee to win this game. All in on Marcus Mariota. Hey. Named three fantasy teams after right. him. <laughs> okay. 
Cincinnati at Green Bay. I'll take Green Bay by two touchdowns. Green Bay 31, Cincinnati 17. I've got Green Bay by 10 points. I had 34-24, but uh, same result. It's just – sorry, Andy Dalton. Okay, uh, Kansas City at San Diego. I'll take San Diego by a field goal, 27-24. I'm taking Kansas City. Uh, I really like what they're doing. I've got them winning 28-21. Okay, Oakland at Washington. I think I'm – that Oakland uh, continues. I don't know that Marshawn Lynch will be dancing this week, but I think he will be winning. Mm-hmm. I'll say Oakland 30, Washington 24. I actually, I fully agree with that score. Uh, I just hope that Marshawn Lynch doesn't run anyone over in a golf cart because, you know, that could happen. Could happen. I'll take mm-hmm. um, in the Monday night game, I'll very begrudgingly uh, – Pick your Cowboys to beat the Cardinals. I'll say uh, Dallas 27, Arizona 24. I have the exact same score. Uh, I'm I'm not confident in this, but I'm also going to take the Cowboys to win. It's this this okay. game gives me a lot of angst, a lot of angst. <laughs> All right. Um, if you're in a survivor pool, which of the games is the most appealing to you this week? Uh, probably I'd go with Philadelphia over the Giants. Okay. For me, there were three or four games. It was tempting to pick Miami, but I, over the Jets, but I told you why I'm not, before why I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, I considered Philadelphia at the Giants. My one wild card there is whether Odell Beckham Jr. being healthy and Philadelphia, you know, laying an egg in, in their home opener you know, whether that it happened. could happen. We've seen Green it Bay, happen before. Green Bay, Green Bay hosting Cincinnati was another one that you know I'm picking a big victory, but you know, I think that there's a chance that with the new offensive coordinator that Cincinnati you know, does something like you know, feature Joe Mixon more or something that jumpstarts the offense. So shied away from that, and one I ended up um, going with was um, New England hosting Houston. I just think. That yeah, there's yeah. even with Deshaun Watson there, there's not I can't and Houston's secondary was injured pretty um, much pretty badly during the, the Cincinnati mm-hmm. game. I just think New England is is my um, survivor pick of the week, so that's who I would roll it's with. It's not a bad one, not a bad one. Well, I mean, last week everybody was going with Oakland over the Jets. Mm-hmm. Last week it seemed the two that that everybody we're picking were Oakland, you know, over the Jets, I think, in the pool that I'm doing, over 50% mm-hmm. of the people picked that one. The other game, which a lot of people picked because it also had a huge point spread, was Seattle at home over San Francisco. And those of us like me that picked that were on pins Ooh. and needles right up until the end of that game. So, yeah, it's I feel like I dodged the ball. San Francisco getting all those points. It was great. <laughs> so. That was, was a nice spread. So that's, um, so that's survivor pool for the week. Um, what games are you most excited about watching this week? Uh, well, I'm probably most nervous about watching Dallas, Arizona, but I'm very excited for New Orleans, Carolina. I think that's going to be really interesting. Cleveland, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. I am very much with you on that. Uh, Cincinnati at Green Bay, uh, I I just I think that this is the week – this is a matchup where Andy Dalton and the Bengals can right the ship a little bit. I don't think they're going to win the game, but I think they're going to get back on track. They're going to look a little more functional. So those are probably the ones I'm most interested in. For me, the Atlanta-Detroit game, I'd like to see if Detroit can hang with mm-hmm. Atlanta. The yeah. Cleveland-Indianapolis, we talked about that. Uh, Carolina-New Orleans, you covered that. Tennessee and Seattle, I'm just kind of curious to see which – those two teams can muster enough offense to overcome the other team's strong defense. Yeah, on paper, that looks like almost a mismatch. Which, Tennessee and Seattle? Yeah, like, like yeah, Tennessee, Seattle, I just, to me, it just, I don't know. It just seems like it could be a weird game. I'm I'm very intrigued by it. I'm just not sure what to make of it. No, I, I don't see Seattle, I don't see Tennessee blowing out Seattle, which is, I think, where, you're going with that, but um, mm. yeah, we'll see. Um, San Diego, Kansas City. I'll, you know, I'm picking an 0-2 team to beat a 2-0 team. We'll see if that 
happened. Oh, did I say San Diego? I meant Los Angeles. I, I knew I was going to do that. But, uh, We're never going to get this happened. right. There's a 0% no. chance of us getting through one show without doing this. <laughs> well, at least they didn't call them San Antonio Holmes. But, uh, and, we still um, got five minutes. <laughs> that's true, we do. And then the Dallas Arizona <laughs> games. So how about with those five minutes, uh, why don't you let us know who's uh, high on your DFS uh, picks for this week? Well, and then if there's any as, time left, as you can, can tell from uh, really a couple of our predictions here, <laughs> um, as far as uh, stacking goes this week, the Raiders and the Redskins, like I said, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think there's going to be a lot of offense here. Uh, the Packers, the Panthers, even the Bengals, if you're looking for a more cost-effective stack, I think there's going to be offense to be had here. I am very much in the minority here, but I like it. I like the odds here. Um Kirk Cousins is definitely at the top of my list as far as quarterbacks go. And this is these are more options that are going to give you the most bang for your buck value-wise. So, obviously, start your Tom Brady's, start your Derek Carr's, guys like that. But Kirk Cousins is going to be playing from behind a lot, going to have to throw the ball. Matt Stafford, like we talked about, really interesting matchup. They're going to have to put some points on the board to hang with Atlanta, and I think he can. Andy Dalton, again, Really into the idea of this Bengals team riding the ship here. Those are my three biggest picks. Um, as far as guys you're looking for that maybe you're going to be a little more on the fence, Carson Wentz, uh, maybe not who I want to go with with my real-life starting quarterback, but fantasy-wise, not a bad option. If you're looking for a real, real cheap value pick, Jacoby Brissett's still going to put yards up. Uh, he doesn't turn the ball over quite as many times as some guys that are going to be more in that price range. For running backs, I love C.J. Anderson against the Bills. Amir Abdullah is my pick out of Detroit. Isaiah Crowell, uh, he was lobbying for more carries this week. I want to see if he's going to go out there. He's going to be hungry to try to earn that. Christian McCaffrey, like we talked about earlier in the show, really high on his chances this week. I think it could work out well for him. At wide receiver, you got a lot of guys that are going to give you a lot of bang for your buck, a lot of value picks here. Devin Funches is at the top of the list there. The Saints have the worst pass defense. Carolina's got to, got to replace those targets going to Greg Olson. Devontae Adams with a banged-up Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, especially if one of those guys doesn't play, is going to become infinitely more valuable there. Jermaine Curse, Kendall Wright, I can't tell you enough about Kendall Wright. Terrell Pryor and Deshaun Jackson, J.J. Nelson, all decent, decent values there. I cannot tell you enough good things about Zach Ertz, especially in a DFS league. This is a great matchup. The price is right. Uh, I just, If you're going to start anybody, start Zach Ertz at tight end. Eric Ebron I love. Kyle Rudolph. Ben Watson, who maybe I didn't want to start in my regular weekly fantasy picks, but for DFS, save a little money. Not the worst option there. Jordan Reed, if he plays, I'm willing to take a flyer on. And then as far as defenses go, Obviously, the Eagles we talked about before, the Broncos, the Dolphins, the Buccaneers, all good streaming options, all good DFS options as well. So those are my picks this week. Okay. How about um, in the minute or so we have remaining, give me your biggest disappointment so far this season at running back, wide receiver, and quarterback. Um, for running back, obviously I'm still getting burned a little bit by Le'Veon Bell. Jordan Howard's killing me. Um, wide receiver, I think you have to look at a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. is probably, probably pretty high on the list there. Um, quarterback, I mean, as far as busts go, maybe I want to say somebody like a Joe Flacco probably got drafted higher than he needed to, um, a lot of people took flyers on Andrew Luck, even though he's not playing right away, and that's just dragging out. Uh, tight end, ooh, uh, most of the guys that I would have had on this list are injured now, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But uh, Tyler Eifert, probably for me, would be the top of that list. What about you? Yeah. I, I agree with most of your list. Uh, the one that I would throw in there at quarterback is Andy Dalton, I think. Yeah, I don't I'm think many that people were still. starting him in a one quarterback league, but I think a lot of people did have him as a second mm-hmm. quarterback. So you know, he's somebody that you know I saw a lot of people dropping other people to scoop him up you know, as a second quarterback, and then I'll throw Eli Manning in there too. I don't know that people were really yeah. expecting much from him, but um, I mean uh, they were we'll expecting more the than they got so far. Week, maybe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. I think so. so. 
But uh, that brings us to about the end of our time here this week. Find us all over social media at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page at, on Facebook at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Sherpa, the number four THN inches show, JKIM16. And, of course, we'll be back next week at our usual time, 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday night if you want to catch us live. Otherwise, you can find us all over uh, anywhere you want to find your podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, on Block Talk Radio. Any of our, our archives are available there for your listening pleasure as well. And uh, if you have questions about your lineup, hit us up all week long. We are more than happy to help. As you can tell, we are you know, occasionally differ on opinions, but we'll give you everything you can to win your fantasy league this week, unless, of course, you were playing us. Then, by all means, try not to do that. (laughs) So thank you, Jen, and good luck, everybody, this week. We'll talk to you next week.